Mr. Pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic Connecticut. That's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic Connecticut. So we got we got some stuff to discuss here. We all have little talking points we want to go into. We got breakfast bacon. Jack Link's AM brand, they're sponsoring us this episode. Yeah, it's Jack like Link's... beef jerky that you eat in the morning time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Jack Link's AM. It's right. It's just a horribly insulting like it's insulting to me as like a consumer. It's just like, here's some morning meat. <laughs> Like, eat it up. I never understood uh, bacon beef jerky. Yeah, anyway it's disgusting. But, like, this is the second time I've tried uh, bacon beef jerky. <laughs> jerky. Yeah. And, you know, like, I feel like the part, the same. Part, I mean, it's delicious because, you know, the, today's episode is sponsored by Jackling's AM. Uh, brown sugar and maple. Bre- brown sugar and maple breakfast bacon, but it's also gross. I can't enjoy room temperature damp bacon. For like, because of the same part of my brain that prevents me from getting food poisoning and dying. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, Ugh. so it's like they. Uh, I always feel like uh, with bacon beef jerky, it's like they make bacon, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, keep it there, stop there. But then when they like jerk the bacon, it's like it's like you puffed up bacon. It's like puffed rice or something. Uh-huh. It's like no, so no. Like, we they, all have a piece of this. Like, Ready. Okay. Like, uh, three, two, one, down the hatch, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm. I Definitely tastes like brown sugar and maple. Yeah, I feel like the brown sugar and maple is too much. Yeah, it's kind of like you dipped your bacon into your pancakes out. Yeah. You know? But I like bacon just by itself. I like bacon just by itself. You don't need to jerk bacon, you know? Yeah. You're taking an extra step that's, like, super unnecessary. It's like you're making bacon out of bacon. You know, like, this stuff didn't exist when we were, like, kids, right? Like, like I don't... This is a fairly recent phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all this, uh... All the new kind of, uh, jerkies that are out there. The big, like, bacon craze that just happened, which was... Artisan jerky. Utterly disgusting. I'm pretty sure that, like, every time you see, like, a new shelf-stable food that comes out, it's because, like, the military... <laughs> develop the technology for like rations and and Mm -hmm. i I think the way it works is like the companies they they, like pay them to do this research but they also just give them in exchange they're like if you research for this for us you can just use whatever you come up with Mm -hmm. yeah you can have the patent we're just going to make this for like for army stuff yeah we're gonna make this for the troops Mm -hmm. and uh you know the payoff there is that you're helping the troops and you're getting your own like recipe to go sell to Convenience stores. Well, uh, you know what they say, freedom is really free. Feel free to jack up the price on that beef jerky, too, because uh, people will pay anything for this crap. Yeah, it's so expensive. I, like, I like beef jerky, but I'm always like, I get to the you know, snack aisle, and it's like, Not like $4. $6. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't like it that much. I don't like it that much. I don't, I gotta tell you, I don't even like bacon all that much. 
I mean, I, I like some fresh bacon, but I like yeah. a lot of fresh things in general. You know? I, know, I know we just lost like half of our listeners. Yeah, but... ba- I mean, bacon's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you going to say something bad about curly mustaches next? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a, uh, I'm a breakfast sausage kind of guy. Yeah, no, I like breakfast That's my sausage. meat. Really? I like bacon more than I like sausage. Breakfast sausage, that's my meat. Welcome to Mystic Pizza Minute. <laughs> this is a podcast where we go through the 1988 classic film Mystic Pizza. Uh, one minute at a time, without ever having seen it before. Mystic Pizza was directed by Donald Petrie. Uh, it is starring uh, Vince D'Onofrio, Julie Roberts, future guest of the show Annabeth Gish, future guest of the show Lily Taylor. Who as of five minutes ago. Who as of like five minutes ago just followed us on Instagram. Thank you, Lily. We love you so, so much. Um, Great job with the pizza. Yeah, it was weird. We were recording an episode... And then, like, we finished that episode, and then in between uh, this episode and that episode, I got, like, a little bleep on my phone, and it was like, Louie Taylor is now following you. And I was like, hold up. I, like, my heart skipped a beat. I was like, guys. It's happening. Guys, it's happening. Anyway. It but, has begun. <laughs> yeah, we, we'd appreciate more followers from the rest of the cast yeah. as well. Yeah, hey, we love you. I hope you, she's uh, listening to the show. Louie Taylor, you're the best. We yeah. lo- I loved you in The Haunting. What was it like uh, meeting Owen Wilson? What was it like meeting all those ghosts? It was probably like, wow. <laughs> he, was, he was probably like, wow. Wow. And she was like, hello. And he was like, oh my God, you're, you're Lily Taylor. <laughs> I, I love Mr. Pizza. Wow. <laughs> oh uh, so God, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones. Before we get into the, the meat of this minute, mm-hmm. uh, before we get into the AM breakfast bacon of this minute, uh-huh. uh, I did want to discuss, uh, so a few weeks ago, David, you were out of town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we hadn't recorded anything, and you were we were sort of talking about maybe recording with me in Windsor, because we were, you know, he had just moved in. And there was a guy in town that I wanted you guys to record with, possibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. we couldn't get a hold of him, because, you know, he is a full-on hippie. Well, he's a, a shaman, I believe. Oh, okay. He's, 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 he's evolved past hippie yeah. into shaman. Very, very hard to pin down them shamans. Uh, it's either like he's on your couch for three days straight, or you never see him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly. And oh man, he and he sleepwalks too. So like oh, sometimes no. he'd be here, and then he would just I would wake up, and he'd just be standing over the bed. And you know what? The other scary thing is he had cataract surgery when he was kid, so he has like glowing cat eyes. Ooh. Yeah. So just like imagine waking up to that in the dark. He's know? like a mm-hmm. Nexus Six. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but go ahead. What were you saying? So me and Windsor had this idea where we were going to record a rogue podcast and just put it on the stream uh-huh. in your absence. In your absence. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The idea we had was going to be the um, Great Balls of Fire minute because that week we had planned for it to be like three separate podcasts happening at once in the same episode where we just pass back and forth. It'd be me, Windsor, and uh, Mark, our uh-huh. other guy we live with. Uh, Windsor was going to discuss the movie. Great Balls of Fire about Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, I was going to discuss, that was the week after the um, WWE Raw had their Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. Uh-huh. So I was going to do a review of that, and then we were going to have Mark to come on and talk about the musical properties of the actual song Great Balls of Fire. Oh, and nice. we were just going to sit here and then, like go for like two minutes each and then like like pretend... Oh, next time I'm out of town, you guys should do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, originally uh, I was thinking about uh, like discussing other Movies by Minute podcasts that we could do after this one. Mm. So I was thinking about the movie Great Balls of Fire, the movie about Jerry Lee Lewis. And I'm Winona pretty Ryder. sure you only brought that up, that movie up, because I, I was... No, 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 here's the thing. So I was talking... He, he has definitely brought that movie up a lot in private conversations. Hey, it's a great movie. And, uh, so you can't even watch it. 
Well, uh, well, that's the thing. If you try to get this movie on like Amazon or something, Great Balls of Fire, it's like uh, they not arrest av- you. Not available anywhere. I think it's like a banned movie here in America because uh, you can't get it on Amazon. If you want to get it, you get it. It's a video nasty. You have to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of. But, uh, yeah, you have to get it from, like, England if you want to get uh, Great Balls of Fire. It seems a little backwards because... Well, anyway, go ahead. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Great Balls of Fire starring... uh, Who's who's the other Quaid? Who's the lesser Quaid? Uh, Dennis? uh, Dennis Quaid, yeah. Yeah, because Randy Quaid's, like, king of the Quaid's, so his his lesser brother... He was. King of Quaid's was my favorite TV show. (laughs) (laughs) His lesser brother, Dennis Quaid, who is in Inner Space, uh, played Jerry Lee Lewis in this movie, Great Balls of Fire. And Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, pretty famously, or infamously, you could say, uh, married his 15-year-old cousin. Uh So Winona Ryder plays his cousin in this movie... And, you know, they go through all that, and then he's, like, exiled to France or something. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I just thought that would be a great uh, Movies by Minute uh, podcast to do. Yeah, yeah. And that was a pretty good pay-per-view. So I was pretty I was, happy with the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view that week. Are there any wrestling well, by I was, I was discussing. Podcasts? I was no, because that would, you know how long yeah. wrestling events are? They're, like, two hours. Yeah, so, so like, And they do it, like, every week. So that would be, like... Yeah, they're about movie length, I guess. So I was discussing this idea with Steve. And uh, he was just like, yeah, yeah, cool idea and all. But I, little did I know he was thinking about the wrestling uh, Great Balls of Fire. And I was talking about the Jerry Lee Lewis Great Balls of Fire. And we were just having a conversation. You were having that, two like, parallel conversations. We were having yeah. two parallel conversations. And, um, well, I realized it, but I, but I knew that you didn't realize it. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like sort of subtly sneak, sneaking stuff in. I was like, yeah, no, I really thought the, it was a really good story. I really thought the, uh, the, the, the turn of a Samoa Joe at the end was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. I'm talking about a, a, a pianist. I really do like the movie Great Balls of Fire. Have you guys seen the movie? No, I have not Great seen it. I have not. Uh, you should watch that movie. It's really good. Well, we should acquire that movie first of all, because it's like a, it's like a, it's like a banned thing. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get that and a couple copies of like Faces of Death. Yeah, yeah, we'll get some we'll get some Nazi plates, <laughs> like uh, like an American Beauty. Mm-hmm. And um, you mean? No, no, Beauty. not my American Beauty, not American Beauty Two, the uh, original American Beauty, the one that I'm writing is the sequel. Mm. There's How's Nazi that going, plates by in the that. Way? Should we get to the minute before we get? To Wait, the hold up, real quick. Too? There's Nazi plates in the first movie? one, yeah. Because the, the okay, so the 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 kid that's selling him drugs. Uh, Ricky, his dad, oh right, right. Ricky thought, Fitz. Yeah, I thought you were Ricky talking Fitz's about. Ricky Fitz's dad um, has a Nazi plate, and he wants to show it to his girlfriend, other, and he gets punched in the face for it. What's the other American movie about Nazis? Uh, American History X. American History X. Yeah, that's what I thought you were. I haven't about. thought about that movie in a long time. Ed Norton. Yeah. Probably shouldn't think about American History X. We should probably think about Mystic Pizza a little bit. Right. Yeah, so we're on minute 38. What happens in this minute, Windsor? Um, oh, boy. So in minute 38, uh, Tim Travers starts reading, uh, what was the name of the book? Uncle Wiggly and His Friends. Uncle the story Wiggly that she picked his... out was Uncle, Uncle Wiggly Learns to Dance, <laughs> which I was kind of upset we didn't get to hear about because... Yeah. I want I feel like yeah, Uncle Wiggly... He start reading it. He's just like, look at that. There's Uncle... You see Uncle Wiggly? There he <laughs> yeah. is. He's going to learn how to dance. It's a pretty dancing name already, I mean. So, <laughs> yeah, Cat so, yeah, leaves the two of them wiggle, alone. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Cat leaves the two of them alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me do my show! <laughs> uh, Billy Joel reference. 
Um, but um, yeah. So Cat leaves the two of them alone, and she like quietly slinks away. You know, her her shift is over. Her shift is over at this job that she's employed at, uh, <laughs> babysitting this child. So um, yeah, Tim's reading Uncle Wiggily to Phoebe, and then he uh, he like quickly reappears at the door when she's like walking down the steps, and he's just like, "Cat, wait!" And she's like, "What?" And he's like, uh, he he takes off his sweater. He's like, uh, "Take the sweater. You know, it's cold out." You know, because I'm assuming she didn't bring one with her. This nice sweater that we commented on yeah. in the previous episode. Yeah, it's like a sweater. red sweater. It's more maroon, brownish. Looks pretty warm. Mm. Looks pretty nice. Yeah, and a nice knit. So uh, she takes the sweater it's and metal. starts putting it on. And uh, when she slips it over her head, they have this, like, romantic gaze. Yeah, well, her hair gets all flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all <laughs> yeah. stuck in the sweater. Yeah. And he's like, like she's putting the sweater on, and you know how Tim Travers is into like real conventional clothing and stuff. The act of her putting on more clothes, he's Reverse just like, like he's yes, like, Ooh, yeah, put put those clothes on. Yeah, it's, it's cold out. Yo, do you need a hat? <laughs> How about some ear- a bowler hat? That How about some earmuffs? You know, some, some gloves. Put some gloves on. Ooh, yeah, that's what I like. But yeah, they have like their first like kind of like romantic stare. You well, know? because she just learned about well, like it's funny the, that he denied the divorce was happening. He was like, oh, you know, yeah. pay no attention to like the girl yeah. underneath the blanket. And, <laughs> like, uh, but then he immediately did she like, say divorce? She meant uh, the force. <laughs> she, she thinks she's. Uh, he thinks Jedi. mommy's a Jedi. She thinks she's a Sith Lord, which she might be. Yeah. Because he uh, again calls her master. Yeah. Because after this romantic like, loudly. Case, he, she's like, Daddy! And he's like, Coming, Master. Yeah, this is like a whole little game that they play. Yeah, you know? so he might be her, like, uh, her Sith apprentice. Yeah. And she's like a, she's like a Darth. Yeah, sir. yeah, that all checks out. Darth Phoebeus. Darth Phoebeus. Phoebeus. She's like 200 years old. And um, so, yeah, they have their first, like, romantic gaze with each other. Like, this is a this is a point in this movie where there are some romantic juices flowing between uh, Tim Tree. I know. <laughs> Ew, right? Gross, I know. Someone uh, call the cops. Romance is gross. So, yeah, they're having this romantic stare. Tim Travers and Kat. And uh, there are romantic juices flowing. All over the place. All right out of their eyes. It's like, things are, things are like, officially steamy. That's what I'm trying to get at. Officially just steamy. steamy romantic juices. <laughs> just romantic juices all seeping over the out seat. of the pores in And she face. just put a sweater on. Uh, so like It's just gonna get musky getting, and sweatier and she's getting hot in two ways. But um I don't know. There's there's not much more I can say about this romantic stare that's and then no. she uh, she rides off into the night on her moped, which I was kind of wondering if it's a Vespa. I don't I don't personally. We should ask should have Hannah on for this minute because she like knows about motorcycles. Yeah, and she uh, requested a cat minute. Yeah, so maybe next time we have a cat minute, we can get her to. Uh, the the problem with that though is you need to know that like animals. going into the minute what's going to be happening. Well, Just that's why I'm thinking, and maybe you... we shouldn't be talking about this on the show, but like Steve, we should get you to like scout ahead for us. By the I, end. you know, I honestly. I honestly thought for a little bit. I thought it was maybe I'll secretly watch the movie without telling you guys. Well, no, you don't have to do it secretly. You could just be our scout. Yeah, but what if I like I, the thing I was thinking? I was like, what if I secretly watch it and just come on the minute and just like accurately guess things going forward? And you're like, man, Steve's a genius. Well, we're well, no, because then you're gonna fuck with us. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't trust you enough to watch this movie ahead of us. 
So, uh, other than that, not a lot. I mean, well, a lot happens in this minute in terms of, like, meaningfulness, but mm -hmm. on paper. Yeah, I, I, I have a note that at the beginning of this minute, like Steve said in the, um, in the last minute, there's uh, some more uh, reflections in the mirror in the background. So when Kat is uh, quietly slinking away when Tim Travers is reading Phoebe this book, you know, uh, credit to, like, the, the, the filmmaker and, you know, setting up shots. Really all. more... Credit to the uh, like when real cat director of photography. photography DP. Yeah, when real cat. Uh, I guess we should good old DP. Yeah, the good old DP, whose name we should look up. I guess <laughs> since we're finally talking about him. Yeah, well, but okay. uh, so real cat walks by uh, the mirror and says, and "Fake cat is on the other side of the mirror." <laughs> but yeah, no, there <laughs> is backwards. There is no fake cat on the other side of the. Oh mirror. my god! What? Yeah, like she walks by Tim Travers and Phoebe waves to her in the mirror. But when Cat walks by, there's no cat in the mirror. Ooh, special so, effects. So uh, I was just, I was going to, like, this uh, The scene, like, shows a lot of depth uh, photography-wise. Well, mirrors are weird when it comes to movies anyway, because, like, the thing about mirrors is they're reflective. And uh -huh. the thing is, on the other side of any scene that you're watching in a movie, there's, a like, a camera and a bunch of people standing around. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so what they usually do is they, they tilt the mirror you know, slightly to the left or slightly to the right, and then have the, you know, so, like... Or else you would have after to After looking directly into the camera through the mirror. Yeah. But, uh... But that always... I always notice that, because I'm just like, what the hell are they looking at? Yeah, yeah, like, if you see somebody not looking them. head on into a mirror, like, uh... Right, like... Eye contact from a mirror into the camera, we as the audience are supposed to understand as them looking at themselves. Mm -hmm. But as but somebody also, who knows geometry... Yeah, and also somebody, like, somebody who looks into a mirror pretty much every day, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, sure. With a camera behind you. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, like, yeah, for, for somebody who knows mirrors, that yeah, that trick has never worked on me. Yeah. Yeah, just to give, like, credit where credit is due, uh, you don't see the, the camera crew in this mirror, so good job, guys, on that one. And uh, I really feel like whoever set up this shot had a little bit of an idea, like, you know, putting a mirror here will uh, reflect uh, some of the relationships that are happening. Mm. And uh, good. save us from some shot reverse shot. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Plus, plus one on that too. DP. We'll uh, learn your name a little bit I'm, later. I'm looking that up now. I don't. I don't have it listed as DP. There's an art direction by Mark art. Hack Hack H A A C K H A. A, oh no, here, cinematography. Uh, it's under cinematography for some reason. That makes sense. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Sirstead. <laughs> Timothy Sirstead? Timothy Sirstead and Sirstead? Mark Hawk. Uh, Whoa. Congratulations Sirstead. on your. Sirstead. Sirstead. You take a look. Sirstead. It's like, what is that? German or. No, it's got to be Swedish maybe? Mm, some, it's got some, somewhere in there. A bunch of consonants like pressed up against each other. Well, anyway, congratulations, guys, on these mirror shots. You really set up mirrors in Mystic Pizza perfectly. I hope you do it a lot more. I hope this movie's just full of mirrors moving forward. Just mirrors everywhere. And then it's going to end in like a big, like, uh, like a mirror, mirror maze. Ma yeah, like a yeah. mirror maze, and cats running through it. And there's uh, Tim Travers is like chasing her through the maze. Yeah, yeah, but you, uh, she also sees like Phoebe in some places. So she's going through this mirror maze trying to look for Phoebe. And he's just like, Am I over here? <laughs> yeah. over and here? she's just like come this way and she's like you know beckoning cat to come towards her but tim travers is trying to find her at the same time and they're all in this mirror maze 
And uh, man, this movie's just going to end so greatly. I've got a couple uh, like set notes of just things I noticed in the background, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I, I oftentimes write down and don't bring up. But there was just a couple things. There appears to be like a doorbell of some sort on the door frame at the top of the stairs. I, I don't know what the hell that's for. Like sometimes there's like intercoms and stuff in old houses, but like this just looked like a button. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's to summon like the help, you know, or something. Uh, also, maybe it's uh, like a like, what do you call those Amazon buttons? Oh, it's yeah, uh, dash. dash yeah, it's like a dash button. It's so like you, get me more cat food. Yeah, you push it and your cat food comes and your toilet paper, mm. all that stuff. So it's, it's just like a, te- a telegraph wire to like the local grocery store. <laughs> yeah, like, it's an, like a light on a board pops up. And, and actual like, bell rings and yeah. it's like annoying. <laughs> it's like brum, brum, brum. Like oh, somebody wants their like, or some rich dude wants their like order of groceries. <laughs> yeah. Either that or the babysitter accidentally pressed the button. Yeah. <laughs> get together, Madame Hubert's order, please and thank you. And I also uh, <laughs> noted there's a what appears to be a framed photo of two Temple Grandins mm-hmm. at the top of the. No stairs. way, really? Yeah, yeah. I missed that. This house, much like uh, the Arujo household, has just a bunch of old uh, like pictures on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, they're very into their own history. Yeah, yeah, they're, people. they're probably some, like, vintage... Is... Not vintage, but uh, antique, you know, mystic pictures. Was Tipper Grandin from... Temple Grandin. Oh. Tipper Grandin? Tipper Gore. What? <laughs> I'm not like other people! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tipper Gore, we get it. Stop yeah. trying to censor our music. Yeah, I love Temple Grandin. I've seen uh, that movie, like, six full times. Was she from Mystic? Was she from uh, Connecticut? No, she was from... Like, like the Midwest, right? Well, no, yeah. she dressed like you know. But she was also a butch with like cow lady, but but she was also in a place where there were cows. You know, I don't know. It's been a while since I saw that. Movie. It would have to be you know a farm a farm area. Uh, well, she would go to those areas. There's a because... lot of farm areas, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying there could be farms up there. Mm. I just I I don't know. Yeah, who knows? There's farms. There there is farms. There is farms, and there is food, and there is love. The love that we have for all of you for listening to Mystic Pizza Minute. The love we share, the love we save. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to Mystic Pizza Minute. Does anybody else here have any notes? Uh, No, that's it for me. Yeah, there wasn't much happening in this episode, and I think we talked about everything we wanted to talk about. We talked about Great Balls of Fire and Instagram following and Jack Link's AM, Breakfast Bacon. Yeah. Uh, I think that was about it. Do you guys want to know how American Beauty 2 is going? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was it, yeah. Give us update. our American Beauty 2 update. American Beauty 2 update. From his leather-bound notebook. What's oh, that? you know what else? We forgot to do who won the minute on either of these. Oh, okay. We really oh, uh, Phoebe wins both minutes because she's, you know, she an ethereal master. She the, uh, the divorce. Yeah, and because the she's ethereal. pulling the strings Phoebe, behind no this whole thing. No further discussion is needed. She's a Sith Lord. All right, get to the uh, American Beauty 2 minute. Cat lost the minute because she's being totally creeped on by this dude who's like 16 years older than her. <laughs> and, uh, but she did get a nice sweater. Nice but sweater. She did get a nice you sweater. She gets to keep that. Yeah, she gets to keep that. Kinda. She should keep that at least. She should be keeping everything this guy is giving her because and keeping a file of it. Whatever free stuff. Uh, <laughs> Taking heavy, heavy, heavy notes. Uh, the uh, uh, the, lucrative, the lucrative, uh sexual harassment lawsuit. Yeah, she's yeah. got like, piling up the evidence. She's like, this is getting weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll keep it. his sweater as long as he doesn't try to put things on me <laughs> <laughs> that aren't sweaters. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so American Beauty like, 2. At least, he's, at least he's telling me to put clothes on. 
What's going on? How many pages you got written? You got uh, another? What is it? It's official August. Official pages so. that I have written. You got on like American five Beauty months, four months. Uh, well, that's cool because I have about four pages written. Cool. But well, like, those are like official pages. I have like pages of notes and stuff. So I was taking a bunch of notes last night about American Beauty two, and um, I have them right here in my notebook. But I don't know. There are there are just notes. I have like. Um, well, just tell you don't read your notes. Just tell us what's going on. I'm trying to, like, echo a lot of the themes and things that happened in the original American Beauty mm, show. Sure. Like, remember that one part where he, like, quit his job? Mm, and, and then like, goes to work at, like, a burger place. And, like, bribed them for, like, I think he got, like, $60,000 out of them. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, he got, like, $60,000 out of them and then got, like, his dream job at, like, a burger place. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, he's, like, he runs the McDonald's, like, drive through or something. So, in my story, uh, American Beauty 2, uh, main character, his name is Elroy. Mm. He uh, he doesn't really have like uh, that great of a job to begin with. Like he's a pizza maker, much like I am. But it's not like it's a fictional story. Mm -hmm. So like he's like his I dream like job. Say much like I am, and then and then be like, oh, it's a fictional story. No, it's it totally. His name is his name is John. Well, you know, it's like um, it, it's oh, drawn God. from my experiences, but like slapped onto uh, American Beauty tropes. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. So I'm not like, don't in any way think that this is a story about John Windsor. This is a story about this guy named Elroy. This is absolutely a story about John Windsor. <laughs> but like, uh, so he works at this pizza place and his dream job is to work at a Toys R Us. Like, <laughs> for, for some fucking reason. Well, it's because like the pizza place is hot and the Toys R Us is cool. air conditioned. And, uh, you know, you can like play with toys all day long and you don't have that many responsibilities. And that's what Lester Burnham's, uh, idea for working at a McDonald's was like he just he was like I want a job with like the least amount of responsibility possible mm. so it's kind of like they're they're achieving the same goals here but in American Beauty 2 he has like a pizza job anywhere where he would only really be making like a little bit less at this Toys R Us here let me just pitch an idea here so like we should do something it should be a downgrade to something because Toys R Us feels like a, it's a parallel kind of move what if he quit his job to just start doing heroin <laughs> no, no, no. But there is uh, there is a little bit of heroin use in American Beauty too. Not, oh, yeah? not by the main character, by like one of his. Uh, by well, everybody else in town. By everybody else in town, because you know uh, it's it, set in the present. It, yeah, it's set in the present. It's like timely. There are going to be some heroin addicts in the world. Trump is going to get elected. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be mentioning that a lot or anything. Like, uh, you should. It's oh, I'm, total. I'm sort of trying to make this a story where you like can't really place it in any sort of specific. Time. I would really like it at because the end of this. It, at the end of this movie, if the viewer was like, "Oh, Trump was the American Beauty all along," <laughs> well, you know, you can't deny that he is. Yeah, but uh, no, no. In the original American Beauty, I don't think they discussed politics at all or anything. They didn't. There's a, a, a slight political subtext to it. Yeah, yeah. It's just subtext, though. Like it's never blatantly said. It's just like you know that it's this time, so you know this is going on. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to bring up anything too on the nose like that. Sure, you know? sure. So. If anything like that's ever going to come up, it's going to like it's going to be in you know the background or something, or it's going to be like underneath the words. But um, what was I getting at? Like so, literally underneath <laughs> the words. <laughs> like uh, so in the original American Beauty, uh, Lester like uh, like bribes his boss or something for sixty grand because he said like, "Who's to stop me from telling everybody that you tried to blow me?" Oh yeah. And yeah. the guy like uh, so I'm going to have a similar uh, scene in that where this guy quits his pizza place. But he's going to he's going to bribe his uh, boss for a thousand dollars. Like the boss is going to sit him down and be like, "Okay, what do you want 
from us, you know, that'll make this right again. And he just like leans in real close and he's like, I want a thousand dollars. And the boss has to like really think about it. And then, you know, you see him walking out the uh, the front door with this like nice check in his hand. And he's just like, I got a thousand dollars, everyone. You know, check it out. And then like he walks right over to the Toys R Us across the street and is just like, you know, I'll have one job, please. <laughs> and then, you know, well, I hope that's the line. And then it's just like a montage of him working at the Toys R Us. And he's just like, like he's walking around, like talking to all like the dancing the, on the big piano, <laughs> dancing on the big piano and like playing the ukuleles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, conversing with his new like teenage like uh, Toys R Us employees that mm-hmm. have just. It's like their first job, but it's his like 40th job. But weren't the teenagers also working at the pizza place? Yeah, yeah. So he went from like, well, he went from like a different, like one set of teenagers to a different type of teenagers, like at the pizza place. So wait, okay, what type of teenagers work at the pizza place versus what type of teenagers work at the Toys R Us? Uh, the teenagers that work at the pizza place are aspiring like waitresses and stuff. Aspiring waitresses. There's aspiring waitresses. Okay, okay. Or at least like people who like, um, a job that I can fall back on is catering or making pizza, really. Mm. So, like, uh, so when I was, like, young, you know, that's when you get the catering jobs because it's at least something that you can fall back on. Mm. So, like, the pizza that – or the people that work at my pizza place. <laughs> the pizza that works at my pizza place. The pizza place. that works at the people place. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they're, they're, like, very new people. And this is, like, their first, like, waitress job and stuff. And so now, like, waitressing is something that they can all fall back on and stuff. So the people who would work at Toys R Us – would be, I guess, like aspiring Toys R Us people. Because, uh, like, if they start there as a cashier, then maybe by the time they're, like, 24... They can be, like, a manager. They can be, like, a manager by the time they're, like, 24 or something. And then this is if, like, you know, their, you know, job at Google doesn't work out. They can at least be a manager at a Toys R Us. Mm. So this is kind of, like, my main character's, uh, like, goal. He's just like, you know what? I can go over to that Toys R Us and just, like, run that So is this set in the present... Yeah, set in the present. So what do you know about today's teenagers? Because I just read a very alarmist piece in The Atlantic about how uh, cell phones, or the advent of smartphones, have ruined an entire generation. Oh, I, yeah, I was actually just talking about that with somebody that I worked with last night. I was on, like, the trolley ride home, and I was talking to this guy about um, when I went to college, and I just, like, I kind of figured it out in my head, like, when I was talking to him about it, and I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, uh, we didn't even have Facebook when I went to college. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what I told this dude. Uh, like, it was just I just starting. got a notification on Facebook. I just celebrated 11 years on Facebook. 11 years? Wow, you got on early. Yeah, I got on early. I got on... You, I had to be invited to be joined. Uh, yeah, did you, you have, like, an EDU? Um, you did to sign up, but you could be invited if you didn't, so I got invited by someone. I actually had a Facebook before my sister did. Yeah. And she... I had a Facebook before she got one her first year in college. Yeah, I remember when it came out, um, I couldn't get on it because my school wasn't listed on the list of schools that were required to, um, you know, have a Facebook. Well, I had just so switched I had to over. Wait. And, like, the very day that my school got put on that list, that's when I got a Facebook. Well, I was in high school, but I also do, well, I don't know if you have it on record or not, but I am uh, approximately 40 years younger than both of you guys, I think. Yeah, 40, well, if you combine. Yeah. Mm. You combine the age difference. Yeah, I was born in uh, 2011, mm. so. Yeah. So, <laughs> it all checks out. Yeah, yeah, all checks out. Anyway, that was, uh, you know, that was, those were my notes about American Beauty 2. I worked on it a whole right, lot last I'm night. So excited to hear more about that. I don't have, developed. like, actual official pages down, but I have, like, pages and pages of notes. I'm so, looking like, forward to seeing really, it. Really, like, sometime within, like, the next two weeks, I'm going to, like, hunker down and, like, bust this baby out. I have, like, uh, half of it. something I want to ask you guys, because by the time this episode goes up, uh, you'll have just gotten back from Chicago. So, how was it? 
Oh, uh, it was uh, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. We were very tired. Oz Park is a great area. It's a Wizard of Oz themed park, and um, I took a lot of cool Instagram shots. Yeah, <laughs> there there was a yellow brick road and everything. Uh, we went to this. How much deep dish pizza do you guys? Did you guys gobble down while you're home in the deep dish beach of Chicago? None. Like, yeah, none. I don't plan on eating any How many pizza. hot dogs? I don't plan on eating, period. It's How many like, hot dogs and cub games did you guys go to? <laughs> well, a lot of those. There's actually this one uh, restaurant my uh, friend of mine was telling me about. Our, uh, our hotel room was in the Cub Stadium. <laughs> that was first place. No, there's this one restaurant I want to go to. It's like, uh, it might be around that area, but it's like, uh, apparently there's this restaurant where you go in there and people insult you. For, for being there. Is like, it the Primetime Cafe? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, this might not even exist. I might have just made it's it up. called the Hot Seat. Let's, uh, let, let's see how that goes. All right. Um, well, uh, yeah, yeah. This is uh, Mr. Pizman. Thank you to Stephen for coming back. Yeah, and anytime. Subscribe. Thank you. He'll be on Facebook, again. Thank Instagram, you to Bungler email, Music cetera, cetera, and all that stuff. And thank you to Lily Taylor for following us on Instagram. Yeah. Mr. Pizza Minute on Instagram. Mystical. Pizza mysticism on Twitter. <laughs> uh, we're the Lunar Media Broadcast, everybody, and we'll see you later. Happy September 1st.